Welcome to the Authors Who Lead podcast. This podcast is dedicated to you, people who want to be inspired by authors, leaders, and the messages they share. This is such an important podcast to us because we help uncover what goes on behind the scenes when authors are writing their book. We talk about the process. We talk about where they get big ideas, and you can listen in on those conversations. We can't wait for you to join us. So let's get started. In this episode today, we're going to talk about how you can overcome the fears that show up when you go to write. In Stephen Pressfield's book, The War of Art, he talks a great deal about something he identifies as the resistance. But I want to talk about it today as what it really is, is fear. We have fears when it comes to being creators for many reasons, and we're going to talk about them today. But also, I want you to understand that fear isn't something you should eliminate. In fact, fear is something all creators have, and maybe in some regards, needs. But I want to read you a quote. It's by Joan Didion. The quote is, we tell our own stories in order to live. Sometimes we forget how important writing is in the act of confronting and overcoming our fears. And by telling our own stories, we can process and make sense of our own experiences and ultimately live a more fulfilled life. Writing a book isn't just about getting information from your head onto the page and into the hearts of readers. Writing a book is about transforming what was once in your way into some powerful message you share with others. So today we're going to tackle our fear and start to use it in a way maybe you're not used to. Fear can disguise itself at many things it talks about. Fear can be described as writer's block. It could be described as imposter syndrome. I just want to call it out specifically. And if these resonate with you, take these seven things and try to use them when you go to show up to write and you find that fear is in the way. I always tell my clients that fear is fuel. Don't try to eliminate it. Otherwise, it's going to become your full-time job. Instead, face it head on and realize that you need fear. You just need to turn that fear around into something different. Fear is an emotion that shows up based on beliefs. But if you can turn it around, it becomes motivation and inspiration. So let's dive right back into this idea of fears and how you can overcome them. All right, so fear number one. This is something I can relate to a lot, maybe you do, is the fear of criticism. So many writers like me fear others will criticize them, maybe judge them harshly um, and you know, attack what they wrote or what they said. And that's a big fear. And as I mentioned in the last podcast episode, when we talked about imposter syndrome, sometimes the fear of what people think can really get us because we are constantly feeling like we're not enough or not worthy. But you have to turn off your editor brain. When you're writing, there is nobody critiquing you, but you. So you've got to learn to turn it off. You've got to separate yourself from your own writing and view it very objectively, like it's just coming out onto the page. Remember that, yes, criticism can be helpful. It can actually help you improve your writing and you can learn from it. But that self-criticism, the deep criticism that comes for your worthiness has to be let go. So you have to seek out criticism that's not your own. Isn't that crazy? Combating the fear of criticism is actually getting criticism because your fear is bigger and more scary than the actual criticism or critique or help from other people might actually be. So what you can do is seek out some trusted sources, some trusted advisors, people you believe will give you good opinions and good feedback who aren't out to attack you. Somebody you pick to trust that their feedback means something. 
You could do this in writers' workshops. You can do it in small critique groups. Uh, you can do it in communities for writers. But learn to be open to feedback. Don't let your fear of criticism keep, keep you from writing a book. In fact, if you want to overcome the fear of criticism, meaning what might people think or judge you like, then actually seek out the criticism and realize the thing that you really crave is for someone to tell you it's good and where you can make it better. All right. Fear number two. Many people have this fear. <clears throat> and um, I, I, I don't often have it, but sometimes I do. It's the fear of the blank page. Have you ever had that where you opened up a document or a page on your journal and you were getting ready to write out something for your book and that fear of that blank page is sort of staring at you and not knowing where to go. In fact, as I was sitting here preparing this podcast, I had that moment. I was like, maybe I've said everything I should say. Maybe they won't want to hear me. But it's a common fear we have when we're writing something. But in order to overcome this fear, um, try using exercises and prompts that help you get moving. Sometimes when I stare at that blank page too long, I start to live in my head. And my mind races with so many other fears that add on top of fear of the page being being blank. So what you're doing is putting way too much pressure on yourself. And if the page is blank and all you keep thinking about is how terrible it is, then try sitting down and writing that out. Write what's really going on in your head so you can see it. And one, see how ridiculous it is that you're being so harsh on yourself. And two, to write yourself away from a blank page. Once you're done saying whatever is on your mind, the page won't be blank. Sure, some of that or most of it won't be usable in your book, you'll then have the whatever's bothering you, troubling you out of your brain and onto the page. It may not be perfect, but allow what I call an opportunity to unclog the funnel. It's important to get words on the page and keep the creative process moving. Creativity works by its action and, and momentum, just like physics. So if it sits at rest too long, you start to feel like the doubts will settle in. So overcoming the fear of blank page, all you have to do is actually write, even if it's the messy thoughts that are in your head. All right, let's move on to fear number three. Fear number three is all about the fear of not being good enough. Maybe this is something you can relate to. It's very similar to the fear of criticism and it's related, but many people fear that their work will not measure up to the standards of other authors. Maybe authors you admire, authors you've read their books, and you think, gosh, I'm not good enough to be writing with them. And the problem with that fear is, again, you're allowing it to be a comparison standard that's outside of you to make this work. So I want you to think about this to overcome this fear. Remind yourself that writing is a process and that improvement comes with practice. You sitting down to write is how you get better at it. You can't get better at it by being afraid that you're not good at it. You have to keep going. And there will be improvement. Every every edit Every new sentence brings an opportunity to grow. And also, set realistic goals. You're not Ernest Hemingway, so don't try to compare yourself to him. Or you're not Sylvia Plath or some other writer from the past that you maybe admire. You got to seek very realistic goals, meaning when you'll get it done, getting constructive feedback, help you grow as a writer, but don't try to make the very first book you write be your best book. Nobody's ever really intentionally said, this is the first time I've ever done painting, but it should be the best painting ever. My best work ever. Better than even this. That doesn't seem realistic, but for some reason we tend to think that we're supposed to be really good at writing the first time we step out of the gate. And the truth is you're going to get better as you commit to the process. So if your fear of not being any good, 
remind yourself, I can be really good at the process of writing, showing up, putting words on the page, and committing to that practice. And that's what makes you really good enough. Fear number four, the fear of rejection. Now, again, you can see how all these are aligned, but they're slightly different. So the fear of rejection is bigger than the fear of not being good enough. The fear is especially powerful for writers when it comes to submitting their work for publication because you start to rewind and remind yourself that, gosh, I didn't fix that thing, or, oh, they're going to figure out I didn't know how to do that. or So we, we, we start creating what rejection feels like. Maybe you're submitting your manuscript to a publisher like us at Mandala Tree Press. Maybe you're trying to submit it to a festival or a writing competition. Or maybe you're submitting your book to be published, uh, self-published live on Amazon. All those things, you start to roll up and have rejection. Like, what if they won't accept it? What if it's not good enough? And they say, you know, we can't publish this. You got to practice that, that the, that the rejection is part of the, a part of being a writer. I think I was grateful for the times I lived in LA. This is a while back, maybe 25, 30 years ago when I was actually working as an actor. And you go to these auditions and you get the sides, which is what they call the script that you're going to read. You're in a room full of people who physically, age-wise, are look and feel similar to you. And you're all reading the exact same script. And the fear of rejection is so powerful that sometimes people mess up, not because they're not good at their craft, but because they're afraid of being rejected. But once you get a little bit thick skin, you realize actually becoming a successful actor is actually full of rejection. That's how it works. So maybe just reframe it that rejection is something you have to accept if you want to be a writer. It doesn't mean you're bad or you're not good. It's just something to realize that don't try to chase away rejection. You're not for everybody and probably you don't want to be. So let that fear go. Fear number five. Fear number five is the fear of running out of ideas. So we talked about that writer's block really seems like it's a real thing, but the truth is it's not. It's a fear. Writer's block has many different faces, and one of them is the fear of running out of ideas or fear of running out of good ideas. And, and if you had great success in an early work, maybe you fear you won't be able to do it again. As someone saying has gone, maybe you're afraid that lightning won't strike, strike twice. And that's a reasonable thing to be afraid of. But running out of ideas or having another good idea is something that you can, you'll have to face. But don't worry about the next new idea. Worry about the idea you have now. And I constantly keep a spot to put new ideas that spark my thinking just in a space in my journal so that if I ever get stuck, I just write down the writing prompt. And I say, well, this prompt is write about a time when or finish this sentence, and, and I create writing prompts for myself. So even if I don't write a book about that, I could use it as a way to help me kind of work on generating new ideas. New ideas get birthed when you create one idea and then another, and they kind of get married together and they keep having ideas. So the activity of creating ideas on a regular basis, even when you're not going to exercise them, is a really good practice. Let's talk about fear number six. Now, this fear is the fear of losing the creative spark. Maybe you have great ideas, but maybe you're afraid that over time your creative mind will lessen and you'll be feeling like you won't have anything good to say. Maybe you started out really excited about your manuscript or your book, and now you're feeling like you're losing that spark. And to overcome this, I want you to try to stay 
curious, and continue learning new things about the topic that can inspire you. Maybe it's learning about a character, or if you're not writing fiction, maybe you're learning something new to add to the book. Now, I don't want you to dive into research when you should be writing, but don't worry about losing your creative spark. Your creativity comes from your curiosity. And maybe you just need to be bored a little bit so you can start to be curious again. Sometimes you might return to a reading practice. Maybe you haven't been reading a book for a while and your your mind's not sparked. Just remember that you need that that you need to stay curious in order for that creativity spark to continually be generated. And if you're not curious about something, then that's what you should do. Start with curiosity. And lastly, fear number seven, the fear of failure. Now, the fear of failure can really hold writers back from reaching their full potential. And to overcome this, this sort of fear, you need to set really small achievable goals. In fact, I tell my clients, what's the smallest part of this goal you can make? So if you have to write a chapter, the small, smallest part of it isn't writing a chapter. The smallest part might be brainstorm five things to include in the chapter. The smallest part might be um, dictate to myself what I think I'll write about first and then I'll transcribe it. Or whatever it is, it should be a small, small incremental step so that you realize I can achieve things, but just have to break them down in lots of small parts. So these achievable micro goals will help you feel successful. Rather than say, I have to do this, say, well, maybe I have to create a list of the things I have to do for this book. That's the making a list is doable. Doing everything on the list might seem overwhelming. And make sure you celebrate your successes. If you decided to, to write a book, you're already ahead of somebody who's sitting in front of a, the TV watching Netflix. If you decide to write a book and make any progress, you're already amongst a very small percentage of people. And if you finished a manuscript and you're ready to publish, know you're amongst a very elite club of people who actually finished. So you got to celebrate those successes no matter how small they might be. And remember that every opportunity to fail is an opportunity to learn and grow as a writer. I have plenty of them and I have them even now. These last few episodes I've been doing for myself because the truth is sometimes I'm terrified that I won't be any good or that I won't finish or that this is my last good book. Maybe you can relate, but I have to combat these things by turning them around and focusing on things like the process or getting great feedback or setting realistic small goals and important, and also very important, just not giving up. If today I'm saying, look, I can only write 10 minutes, so I don't feel like I'm a failure, I'm not going to give up, that small little step forward could be enough to keep me writing on the next time I step into that space. And you know, r- famous writers had the same thing. Like I said, you can't get rid of this, so don't try. Just try to reframe it. Now, whether you uh, have a fear of running out of good ideas like Stephen King, who constantly worried about that, uh, running out of ideas, um, used his mind to create and generate new ideas constantly so that he could see things in a new way. Ernest Hemingway, he had the fear of losing his creative spark. And, um, you know, here's somebody who actually lost some of his very early manuscripts, I think on a train. And yet he continued to write and he overcame his fear by continuing to write every day and look for inspiration. I think you are amongst very successful people who also had fear. And despite their fear, they showed up. They were persistent. They worked hard. They committed to their craft. 
and they constantly reminded themselves that they their fear is in their head. Their fear is something that lives there, but they can take that and turn it around and use it as fuel. Don't let your fears stop you. Let your fears inspire you to do great things. Thank you so much. And I, if you're looking for that support, that same amount of support that comes from these types of podcasts, maybe books of inspiration, then you should join our Authors Who Lead community. Because writing shouldn't be a solo art, and yet the way we are trained in schools don't look at other people's paper. We use writing as a way to hide from others and not share. But writing in community is such a powerful tool because they're, they're having the same fears you are. Maybe not the same one, but they're also afraid. And knowing that you're not alone is a big part of being a writer. Joining a writing community can really help you go from where you are to where you want to be. Being inspired by other writers because they've done what you want to do, selling and writing multiple books, or maybe it's because they're someone who's just where you are and you feel camaraderie by realizing you're not alone. The Authors You Lead community inspires others just like you to write and publish books that people love. And if you go to authorsyoulead.com and go forward slash awl-community or look for the community tab on our page, you can learn about our author apprentice program where you can join our uh, online community with live events with me and Steve, other writers, and an incredible amount of resources to help you overcome writer's block, know how to get started or reframe or edit, or how to keep your focus when you're writing. All of these things are offered in the community as well as incredible amount of value, like a summit that I put in there that has 40 different interviews from experts in the media, PR, publishing, and uh, incredible writers that you can learn from. You can join our author power hour where we to get together on live calls and we write in community, which means we have a prompt or a proctor say, hey, look, it's time to write, post your goal, what you're going to do during a session, and you write together or you edit whatever you're working on for your book. And then at the end, you report how you did. It feels great to have a, a, um, accountability and be held in a live space to know that you can write your book. All these things could be really expensive but they shouldn't have to be, and they're not. So in our community, it's just a dollar a day. We have a program for 90 days for $90. You can join, check it out, see if it suits you, learn, introduce yourself, and actually be committed to being a writer. Being committed and staying committed is the hardest part, and overcoming these fears can be done if you stick to it. Thank you so much for being here, and I look forward to seeing you inside our community, and I hope that you continue to conquer your fears by turning that fear into fuel. Thank you for listening to another episode of Authors Who Lead. I'm Asul Taronis. We appreciate you. Please subscribe so you can get the notification that we have new episodes every week and go to authorswholead.com to learn about our show notes and all of our backlists of amazing authors we've interviewed since the beginning of this podcast. Thank you and have an amazing day.